Hi everybody, uh, Kyle here, your regular Doomray presenter, and I'm here with Robert Shaw. Hi there. Um, and uh, it's April the 1st, this is no April Fool, um, and <laughs> we could have just done an entire show on a false piece of news. That would um, have been something. Uh, did, you, did you hear that Apple went bust? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I hear it. That would have been unlikely, though. It's all because of the Samsung Galaxy S4. Yeah. If phone, yeah who'd have thought you Microsoft can, uh... Windows Windows tablet would have outstripped all of them? Mm. <laughs> um, but no, on a more serious note, um, Apple are fine. Um, <laughs> Did you see any? Have you seen any but... April Fool's jokes yet today? Um. I I haven't yet. I've I, I was wait, I haven't checked my tech sites, but normally there's some good ones. The one that I was going to put out on Facebook was that um, Disney have sold the rights to um, to the Star Wars films to um, the Wazowski brothers, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they're casting Keanu Reeves as. Uh, as Kyle Katard. <laughs> I was going to make like, this whole press release. That could work. But, um, that could work. Yeah. That no, could, I, the, the, um, the only one I've seen this morning was a, was an email uh, mailing list from um, uh, from oh, Jacob Nielsen. Yeah. From the uh, the web usability uh, group, and uh, saying that they'd uh, they'd done studies on on usability for cats. And uh, there's, a, nice. there's a whole article about f feline computer interaction techniques, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite quite amusing. I'll put it. I'll put a link to that. That sounds nice. You see, the one thing that I wanted to do as well was do like a really shoddy Photoshop job of just somebody touching a window and just have the eye window. Because mm. um, have you seen have, some of the? You know, this whole thing about the Apple TV that's supposed to be coming out. Or allegedly coming out, should I say? And they're all just like, "It's called the ITV," and it's like they can't call it the ITV. <laughs> well, they did already have a product, didn't they? they? If you remember when the Apple TV first um, was first announced, it um, it was announced as I ITV with a with a small i. Yeah, um, but you can't you can't call it ITV in Britain. Well, that, well <laughs> you well, can't have then ITV two, ITV three. <laughs> Well, they did. They did. Um, they did say that was what it was going to be called, and um, and then by the time, by the time it actually launched, they uh, they they said we've changed the we've changed the name to Apple TV. So, <laughs> but you never know. I mean, uh, when when Apple announced iPhone, there was already a company with. Um, was, I forget who it was now. It was, it was somebody in Brazil, wasn't it? No, they... no, it was, it was someone quite big in the US. It was a, it was a, I think. One of the networking companies, someone who made a kind of um, voice over IP handsets and things, oh, no. owned, owned the rights to iPhone in the US, and they just announced it anyway, and then <laughs> and um, and then just sorted it out. Because yeah. they um, they lost a lawsuit with a company in Brazil, didn't they? Um, yes. But uh, you know, strange. Yes, very. Um, well, on the subject of iPhones, very quickly, um, I I heart four G. Um, but that's just uh, ah, you've got your new iPhone. Yes, um, and uh, I'm kind of a late latecomer to the to the iPhone five, really. Um, oh, really, yeah. but um, I love it. It was really nice, um, and it's funny because the um, you know we I remember you saying um, probably sometime last year when the I well yeah November last year when the iPad Mini came out that so often with Apple products you get a new one. 
And the device you've used up until that time seems the perfect device. And then you get the new device and you realize that it all of a sudden seems massively outdated and you could never go back to it. Because um, I was looking at my 4S the, um, yesterday and I just thought it just doesn't seem right. Um, mm. but, no, it's it strange, very... isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, 4G is lightning fast. I, I do like it. Um, so you've gone, you've gone with everything everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And they are faster than my home broadband, <laughs> which is... Uh, Quite funny. Yeah, well, coincidentally, so I, I did the similar thing on uh, at the end of end of last week, just before the holiday, and um, and decided to to go and check out uh, EE, the um, the first of the four G LTE providers in in the UK. Um, I'm tied into a contract with, at the moment with my iPhone five, so I can't um, I couldn't switch that, but. Um, but I signed up for a SIM for iPad. Um, yeah. And I have to say, I'm finding exactly the same thing. I blogged about it yesterday briefly. It's just, um, it's, it's one of those moments at which you realise that after this, nothing else is going to be satisfactory again. Yeah, yeah. No, entirely. Because I, I was um, I was thinking, I, just as a little experiment, I I um, used the iCloud sync to start up my new phone over LTE because I had um, my because I got my um, phone at the end of the month. My contract um, had like two days in the pro rata, mm. so I had a usage of three gig, um, you know, for, to last me two days. So I just thought, right, okay, I'll I'll do um, you know, kind of I'll download all my music onto it. <laughs> from uh, well not all of it but a lot of it from uh itunes just to see how quickly it goes and um i kind of set it up set it to go put it in my pocket um and about five minutes later i thought oh so i'll see how far it's got and it was just done like, the whole thing <laughs> it was just insane but yeah no so um i do know what you mean it's you know 3g just seems lethargic in comparison because um... it's similar to the time when we when we started getting 3g i, th I think you know shift i remember the shift from uh, from using um uh was it gprs um, yeah to over to uh, over to 3g and just and just thinking oh, I, can't, I can't i can't ever imagine trying to trying to use anything else ever again yes the um... words wap enabled are not missed <laughs> <laughs> yeah <quite. laughs> but um so, yeah, well, we could talk about that all day. However, um, <laughs> the reason we are here is um, a look back, um, a retrospective on um, on the new series of Doctor Who, um, which started on Saturday, um, and mainly to discuss um, the rather lovely uh, new Doctor's assistant, as I will now forever call her because of that episode, Oswin. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I like the way they linked that back mm. to to Victorian Britain. Um, but yeah, what were your initial impressions of the episode? Uh, I'm I was a, I was a big fan. We well, we enjoyed it here. We sat we sat down. Um, you know, I, I, we did we did the uh, let's get supper ready just in time for Doctor Who and make sure we're sat down there in front of the TV. It's what it's one of those programs that you know I, while while we're shifting to kind of 
time shifted TV for everything and uh, happy to kind of watch things when they come on Netflix and all of that kind of stuff. I think Doctor Who, Doctor yeah. Who remains for me the one, the one thing that we have to kind of set that time in our calendars, make sure we're home, make sure supper's ready, you know, timed almost to the minute that we can be sat there on the sofa and the TV, the TV's on and it's, we're all, we're all ready for it. So it was a, it well, was it's, a big, it's big real. exciting. Yeah, it's real event television, isn't it? And yeah. I think it's for me as well. It's 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 a bit like you know, Lost had a similar thing, um, you know, years back where straight after the episode, you log onto forums and see what you know people are discussing about it, and mm-hmm. um, you know the, the theories that people come up with. And um, I, I think that's something that that Moffat has definitely brought to the series because I mean I'm a late comer to Doctor Who I mean I know you're a, a kind of lifelong yeah a long time fan um but I I came in um with the reboot with you know Chris Eccleston and Billy Piper and then on to David Tennant and then through to Matt Smith mm. um and <clears throat> you know so so to me I guess I'm the kind of Moffat generation of Doctor Who. Um, and I think it's just because, it, you know, it wasn't around when I was a kid. I mean, it was something I was aware of because kind of people who were a little bit older than me loved Doctor Who. Um, and it, it always had a kind of very cult status. Yeah. Um, but it, it was it was something that I was aware of, but never something I kind of uh, came across because I know my brother was, was uh, my eldest brother was really into it. He's about a similar age to you. Um but I, you know, I it kind of just passed me by. So I'm not sure. Well, they, they definitely didn't have the forum generation uh, in in 1963. But um, we couldn't we couldn't log on and uh, you know after after watching the latest John Pertwee or or Tom <laughs> so we couldn't we couldn't log on. We had to wait until Monday and go to the playground and uh, <laughs> talk about but it. But was school. was there that level of discussion no, around not, it? Not really. Not that I remember. No. Not at the time. Not in the kind of. Um, in the in the early to mid seventies, anyway, um, and I, and I to be to be honest, I I fell out uh, with Doc, with Doctor Who after Tom Baker was regenerated into into Peter Davidson, and I never I never really got into it. I, I guess I reached a kind of age in it. To, you know, I'd seen I'd seen two Doctors through, and um, and it didn't. And Peter Davidson just didn't have the same appeal for me. Um, yeah. So I so I kind of lost interest for for pretty much the whole time and then until until the reboot um and and it is it you know it's it's, it's a make no bones about it we can, we can be kind of nostalgic about the the old shows and some of them are excellent but the the reboots i think are are stunning yeah and really really good well, stuff the, yeah. and and i think to me um you know what i say is um you know sarah sits and watches it with me and she she's not a sci-fi fan at all um so 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 is my wife just in case people don't know who this random woman is um but you know i think they've um i I think there's two things you know there's um there's this kind of kids adore it and love it and it still has this kind of like I, i remember there was this um you know this whole thing of when the Daleks came on, people dive behind the couches, but I, which I'm still not entirely sure is true. But, um, well, I think it was. You know, but yeah, pretty with, scary it's when still. You're well, yeah, but it's it. This you know the the latest series have that kind of element of fear for kind of an older child, but then to to people like me and Sarah, it's kind of proper Saturday afternoon. Well, Saturday evening television. It has that kind of 
you know that um it's it's very british it's very um you know it's it's kind of real like you say sit down make sure your tea is ready and have for once in the week a tv dinner (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no and i i thought even for me the things that i liked about it was the fact that i don't know whether they'll do the same on bbc america and stuff like that but there was a in the introduction when they you know introduce over the over the top when they have the bbc2 logo um it glitched mm. which i thought was really nice just that kind of <laughs> you know breaking yeah. outside so of that, the episode a little tie in to the uh, to the show's content yeah yeah mm. i like that i you know i always like that kind of thing um but yeah and matt smith was amazing as ever um and so again so no, so carry on. Just yeah, just um, just get into the content of the show itself, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it's a big, it's, it's quite a big episode. You know, lot, lots of um, lots of. Well, yeah, there's a lot going happen. on. Yeah. Um, well, and I think you know the the thing was as well is that to to me, um, they with a lot of Doctor Who episodes, I often find they set up a premise that's amazing in kind of the first twenty minutes, and then the last 20 minutes don't quite tie everything together in the way I'd like it to. They're not, you know, and it's, it's funny because the Moffat episodes tend to be the ones that, uh, you know, the ones that he writes tend to be the ones that are kind of very whole and very complete. And, um, it's funny because me and me and Luke always talk about Moffat moments where he clearly goes through and, and plots the points in a series, in a story where, where these episodes have to sit and then you get these kind of interchangeable ones that, you know, you get the feeling they could go anywhere in the series and it doesn't really matter where they'd go. Um, and, you know, Moffat tends to pen the, the kind of beats of the series uh, or the beats of the story. Um, and, you know, I, I thought it was it was interesting because you had to have watched the Christmas special to have got this episode. Um which I know they often kind of set things up in a Christmas special, but that, you know, it was well, essentially, it was a sequel. Standalone, haven't they? I mean, uh, the Christmas episodes, while they do tie in, they, they've been, they felt very, they felt very standalone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, whereas this, this, this time it's, it was completely yeah. necessary. This yeah. was the sequel. To... So the Christmas episode felt like a, a proper part of the series. In the, yeah. Kind of coming in the middle of a kind of half, half series. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, even down to, you know, uh, the are we, we we'll we'll go spoilers. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think now um, you know if you, you know, if you've not seen it, you probably awful. Sure. Um, <laughs> but um, you know the the appearance of uh, Richard E. Grant at at the end. You know that that to most people they'd have been like, oh, Richard E. Grant's there. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so this is the in, in a way this is the big reveal of this um this arc from from the Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah. now of of the great intelligence, which yeah. is, which is um, a, an old Doctor Who thing, um, all all the way from I'm just looking it up now when it first appeared. It first appeared in 1967 oh. in the serial The Abominable Snowman, which I know is actually on Netflix. Um, well, that's interesting as well though, watch because it. 
the the snowman obviously because i you know i'm not going to pretend to know about old doctor who but so the snowman was obviously kind of a continuing theme because yeah, in the christmas i wonder special. i do wonder whether that was a, a coincidence or whether it, this thing but yeah in in the sorry so the second doctor so it's it's a patrick troughton uh, series uh second right. doctor and the great intelligence first appeared trying to form a physical body so as to conquer the earth making use of yeti robots Right now. Um, so that, that the series is on Netflix in the UK. I'm I'm guessing it is in the US as well, but um, I don't know. Uh, so you can go back and have a look at that. It's quite it's it's pretty good one um, mm. for for a very early one. Um, and so I mean the the thing is with Doctor Who is it's it's one of these things where I mean I, I guess if a show has been on for fifty years it's going to but the mythos around it is is like no other really is it and there's that I I often find you know if I go is that coincidence and then look something up it's never coincidence it's very well, well and thought with, out and with Moffat uh, nothing's <laughs> nothing ever seems no. to be coincidental um, well if you look uh, at Sherlock as well you know he he plans things meticulously doesn't he mm. um, so we've had um, we've had the great intelligence in I don't think we I don't know whether we heard about the great intelligence or in the in the Abominable Snowman, but but in the, okay, so in the Christmas one, we got Ian McKellen doing the voice of yeah, the yeah. intelligence, and and Richard E. Grant as its kind of earthly servant. Yeah. Um, this time we're see, we when we when we finally see the great intelligence, it's Richard E. Grant, and he's somehow. Ian, I guess Ian he's been, a lot more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he's been absorbed. In, no, in don't somewhere. try. Don't try and give it reasoning. <laughs> Gandalf costs a lot more money. <laughs> so that's, probably, that's probably it. Uh, Get me that guy from with Neil and I. <laughs> 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 no, no, I, I do. I, I, I shouldn't say that. No, I do believe it is a plot where he's, you know, been absorbed into. And you know, if if the great intelligence in past series was trying to take a human form, then that that explains it, doesn't it? He's taken mm. a human. Um. But yeah, I don't know why we're talking about all this because the the real thing everybody cares about is Jenna Louise Coleman. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, it's the, yeah, I guess it's the big news, isn't it? It's the, yeah. the, the halfway through the series, we've lost the ponds and a um... Amy, 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 what? <laughs> you're so fickle. So quickly, I'm right, fickle. If so you say quickly, you forget. <laughs> she's a, she's she's lovely. We like her. She's um, a, she's really spirited as well. She's got, I mean, I'm so was so was Amy. I mean, as, as a character, but there's a, there's a difference. I mean, it is a different character. And um, yeah, yeah, no, she's she's a lot more kind of quick witted and um, I don't know. I I like the she's she's the right side of quirky. That's mm. the that's what I'd say. She's um, no, I really like her, and she's kind of a. She's cheeky and mischievous and, you know, she's... <clears throat> I, I think the thing was is that with with um, Amy Pond and, and Doctor Who, there was always that kind of... They, they, they were almost father-daughter, almost brother and sister. You know, there, there was this kind of... It was a very strange relationship, which I loved, that it, it kind of didn't have a... It didn't have a, a kind of label, as it were, um, and that, you know, Rory was kind of the constant thing in her life. And the doctor was this guy who kind of turned up and, and brought her excitement. Um, whereas with kind of Jenna Louise Coleman and Matt Smith, they have a very kind of flirtatious, um, 
relationship. They, you know, they, they, and I like the fact that she makes him lose his cool. There's a and, fantastic chemistry between the two. Yeah, there is. There is. Um, like when, when she said, um, this snug box and he said, it's not snug box. And <laughs> she said, I'll be the judge of that. And I like the way he tries to kind of lean on the console and look all cool, but just fails utterly. Um, and I like the fact she makes him awkward because he's always so cool. Um, and doesn't really get phased. And then she seems to kind of bring out this, this kind of boyish side to him, which is quite nice. Um, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just no, it, it, it is. It, I think it's handled really, really well, and I think it bodes very well for the for the rest of the series. Um, but we we don't know. We still don't know very much about her. No, and there's this. You know, the, <clears throat> with with Moffat, he always does this thing where he kind of plants. Um, you know, plants the seed, doesn't he? In the in the so like the the last one was the 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 first question, Doctor Who. You know, that was that was the question. Um, and uh, and then with this, it's the um, you know, the um, run. Uh, what I'm trying to remember the full line. Run, you clever boy, and remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, it's that it's that thing of there's obviously. Um, you know that Moffat doesn't put things in that don't mean anything, so that's obviously kind of a big thing. Um, and it feels like is... a message is being left, like planted through things. It's not, you know, there's, there's something on her tombstone. When we saw at the end of the Christmas episode, we saw the uh, we saw Clara Oswin Oswald Victorian era um, gravestone. Yeah, and yeah. it and it says on there. Rem, remember, I don't think exactly what it says. It says it, it's got a whole uh, thing about a thing about remember me um, on there. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it feels like again, like something's being kind of like, like something's being kind of left, and then and we saw her already say that. I mean, that was the first time we heard her say that was was when she was already transformed into a Dalek. Yeah, <laughs> but even uh, even that episode, you know, that as far back as that. Um, she, she, I just think, you know, she has the potential. I mean, she, I, I, I think as a character, um, I like the fact that, you know, she's, she's impossible. She, she can't. And I, I quite like, I quite like the idea that I guess like with the end of Sherlock, with, um, with him killing himself, it's, um, I mean, I think I've worked that out, but we'll save that for another podcast. But, um, you know, it's Moffat has this, has this thing where he likes to almost kind of present the paradox and then go, ah, but actually mm. I can explain it. And it doesn't make sense until the very end when you look back and then you see all the kind of beats in the story and then it all comes together. Um, and you know, like, like you say, with the, with the tombstone, that will definitely be of significance. The, you know, the, um, She's she's probably going to die all the time. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's not going to be killed. But she didn't die in this one. She's not. She's not... She died twice. Okay. She didn't properly twice. She didn't properly die in this one. <laughs> she survives the end of the show anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not. Oh my God! They killed Kenny. 
It could be. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 at some point somebody says, "Oh my god, you killed you killed Clara, you bastards," I will I will give Moffat a pat on the back personally. Um, so, so the grave the, the gravestone says, um, "Remember me, for we shall meet again." There we go. And you wonder whether that you know there's a. I've seen a note on somewhere online saying I wonder who who put that uh, message there and you do wonder whether that's whether that's a message to her or from her yeah um, yeah well I I think it's that thing as well of um I mean it just as an initial thing is it going to be something where as a time lord he he, he kind of projects his memories mm. you know and because it's obviously something to do with the fact that he remembers her um and that they coincidentally bump into each other because you know they did the the uh, prequel to the Bells of Saint John, mm. which, by the way, is possibly the coolest title for a show. It was lovely how that the I, reveal I happened. I thought that, that was stunning because I was like, "What is this Bells of Saint John?" And then I saw all these trailers, and I was like, "Well, this doesn't." You know, the Bells of St. John sounds kind of medieval, you know. And then they went to medieval Britain and he said, the Bells of St. John. And I was expecting this church. And this mm. is the, there's just the TARDIS there. I also liked, one of my favourite bits in it was um was when they said, have we found the uh, the box? And he said, because Earl's Court was a disaster. Oh, I know, yes. And we stood, out, we stood outside that box. Yeah, I know. But um, which I thought was absolutely beautiful. I had to point, I had to point that out to uh, to my family. <laughs> we were watching <laughs> that, uh, that that actually at Earl's Court there is a, a blue police box. Um, yes, yeah, we should get, we should post that picture. Uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, we've got we've both got pictures of us standing outside it. That could be the cover for iTunes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you know, and I thought that one of my favorite one of my favorite bits was the you know one thing that Moffat has done with Doctor Who and he's done it really well is he kind of and I don't know if if in the future looking back it might be a bad move, but that he very much um, kind of plays with the zeitgeist, doesn't he? And you know that kind of uh, when he said, "Who's on Facebook?" <laughs> Everybody put. He said, "Who put that they work here?" <laughs> they all put that. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was quite nice. Um, you know, and the kind of, um, you know, it, it's it's it might age it really badly um, because of kind of the the faddish nature of it. But, um, no, I really liked it, and uh, I think the idea of you know, Wi-Fi being the enemy and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's not far off, uh, as many people have pointed out, it's not far off the story from the David Tennant, um, uh, was it the second um, second series David Tennant or the first yeah. series David Tennant, the Idiot's Lantern? Yeah, yeah. Where, some, where, where there's a kind of intelligence working through television signals. Mm. Um so this is a kind of update of that in in lots of ways, but it's a good idea, um, and it, yeah. it probably works better here, I think. But I, I, you know, I think kind of basing it around cloud computing and stuff, it's uh, it, you know, it's 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 very of the moment, and and it, it, it I really enjoyed it, and I liked I liked the Twitter joke. I always like a good Twitter joke, <laughs> um, and you know, I, I just think it, it kind of my only complaint about it was. As usual, they 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 film it all in Cardiff and then go, no, it's London, really. Um, and <laughs> because I know Cardiff quite well, I, I 
quite often see things and go, that's clearly Cardiff. But um, no, in terms in terms of the uh, in terms of the um, the actual kind of concept of the story and everything, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and when I I have to be honest, when I read that as a as a kind of synopsis of the episode, I just thought this sounds terrible. Um, but I have faith in Moffat. In Moffat, I trust. Um, and uh, Celia Imry deserves a mention. Yeah, she was ace. Yeah, so fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that bit when she was lying on the floor, reverting to a yeah. child was yeah. horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, she she was she was really good. In fact, the 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 whole cast was was very good. Um, and you know, I. I <laughs> There's lots of little moments I liked um, with, the, like you know, with the with the plane when he said, "I'm, I'm a thousand years old. I have two hearts, but I can't fly planes." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my only thing I didn't like was the anti gravity bike. That was well, that was my only. It's, it's, that was a bit of a bit of a plot device there. <laughs> I think you, I think you always have to. Rem- there always has to be some reminder in a great Doctor Who story that we are watching a, a, a kid's show, uh, you know, a fantasy show. And yeah. I think the little tiny touches of, of, of magic uh, are, are kind of fun. I don't, yeah, I don't no, mind that so yeah. much. But I think, you know, well, it's that thing, isn't it? Of, I, I like the fact they gave a reason for him not just parking his TARDIS in the, in the building. Um, but uh, no, I, I really liked it. And I also like the fact they used the shard you know, I thought that was quite nice. That you know, again, very of the moment. Um, but yeah, with with um, with uh, Clara, um, with kind of what she represents and who she is and what she is. Um, I think you know we'll we'll speculate for probably the next two or three years until she decides she wants to quit, um, and then Moffat will bring out his his script that ends it all. Um, well, I, I suspect we've seen references to the great intelligence fed into earlier um, series as well um i think we'll be going back looking for looking for evidence of the great intelligence having interfered with the doctor's uh, timeline yeah um, uh, you know i, I do I, we still it occurs to me we still haven't fully learned um what caused the TARDIS to explode? Um, yeah, that it wasn't it wasn't the silence that did that did that, as far as I I can tell, um, and that some something locked the 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 TARDIS into that um, you know, exploding moment. Um, mm. And the thing is, is that the the silence is you know they they keep coming back and back and back, don't they? So there's but then from from this series um i'm trying to think have i seen any anything of them i don't i don't think um i don't think in the in the trailers i've seen anything of them so maybe maybe you're right you know maybe there is something there um yeah i think the great intelligence is going to be is the big storyline here and i can't help but think that you know that that clara's introduction is absolutely tied into that um, you know, we 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 saw her only one episode before, or kind of one one time before we saw the Great Intelligence, and it does feel, and now he's the Great Intelligence is still present, and Clara's back, and you know, it, do, it does feel like we're going to see some some kind of continual kind of tie in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so do you think this is the storyline for the fiftieth anniversary? Do you think you know this is, or, or do you think they're going to because. 
I was wondering because David Tennant and Billy Piper have been confirmed to be coming back. Is that official now? Well, I'm pretty sure. Um, Where is it? I'll have to to double check it. But well, you know, um, I'm sure I saw it. might have even been through the BBC. If it hasn't, I'm very sorry for getting everybody excited. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard a few people say it, and I'm, I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, it, yeah, it's on BBC News. Um, yeah, I could, so I could have sworn I'd seen it on the BBC. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got a, so I've got a BBC News story from um, from Saturday. Um, mm. David Tennant and Billy Piper will appear. So you know, I, I think, confirmed. Yeah. So you know, I, I think. If they are, well, no, no, if not, not if they, they are. Um, thank you for confirming that because you got me paranoid. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so I'm wondering whether the 50th anniversary will be a kind of skyfall nod back to the whole kind of 50 years or whether it will be um, a kind of tie up of the entire reboot and like you say there's going to be this moment where you look back through you know all the series from was it 2005 onwards Mm. and realize that you know this great intelligence has been present throughout the entire thing and has dictated that and you know i don't put that kind of thing past Moffat. um you know i can imagine well it'd be ambitious but certainly not beyond him <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> to, um, to tie it in with series that he didn't write no but what what i mean is you know like that he can find bits yeah. you know nods and you know even if it even if it's not kind of you know a, a a reference in the script you can put in visual cues and you know that kind of thing and uh, you could say you know blame the mannequins on <laughs> the reanimated mannequins from uh <laughs> the first Eccleston episode of the great intelligence but um no i don't know so i, I don't know if it's going to be this kind of skyfall look back and you know they'll have tom baker shouting <laughs> i don't know i don't know i mean we're just we're just hearing um tenant and piper at the moment aren't we so uh... mm. But it'd be, I think it'd be nice if it was, if it was, um, you know, they kept it within the realm of, because I think it's a, it's a hard job, isn't it? And I don't envy it of having to please people who have been watching this show for 50 years, um, of which I'm sure there are some people who have been watching it for, you know, ever since the beginning, um, you know, through to the kind of your target audience, which we must remember are like 12 year old boys. <laughs> we all, we all sit here trying not to just boys, yeah, not, not just boys. I think it works. It works really well across the genders. And, and certainly I get the sense about more. My daughter still likes it at 12 and uh, yeah. Yeah. Or 12 year old girls as well. Yeah, I think so. I think it's yeah. Really but it, nicely. You know, it's, it's a, it's a young, it's aimed at, you know, it's a, well, it's not yeah. a kid's show, no, but it's primarily a... it's, that's, that's the target mm. audience and that's, that's great. Um, but it's got, a, it's, it's, it's the beauty of it is that it appeals across generations. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, and you know, as well, like one of my, one of the moments that I really liked was, um, when he said, you have, you know, the book of 101 places to see and what's the leaf about? And she said, that's page one. I quite mm-hmm. like that. You know, that the, um, she's, she's clearly, um, you know, I mean, all, all the assistants crave kind of adventure and stuff, isn't it? That's, you know, that's one of the kind of, well, she's, 
it's, you don't go if somebody says would you like to go anywhere in time and space and somebody goes now I want to sit on my couch and watch Jeremy Kyle they, make, they don't make a great assistant really, it's, pretty, it's pretty uh, much part of the, the job description yeah 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 um, <laughs> handles homesickness well <laughs> that would be amazing can we write a job description for a doctor's assistant <laughs> See, that would I be, think that would be a be good done. Uh, April the 1st on the BBC jobs. Uh, that so. would have been brilliant. That would have been incredible. However, he does have an assistant, so he, it has to be at a time when they don't have an assistant. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'd love to see the, the kind of spec and required qualifications. Um, <laughs> yeah, who knows? But... Um, no, so I, th I think all in all, kind of for me, it was a solid eight out of ten episode. Um, you know, I think um, it wasn't it wasn't up there for me with with the best of the the reboots, um, but it was a good start. It was a solid start. Um, yeah, I think I think an excellent excellent start. I'd say I'd say I liked it more than that. Um, I thought it was an excellent start to the new series, and I'm really mm -hmm. excited. And it had it had uh, three of our favourite things in, which is uh, coffee, Wi-Fi, and uh, and well, mine mine's Jenna Louise Cole, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love the fact. I'm Richard that, E. Grant. Yeah, yeah um, I love the fact that um, in the credits he was. It, it's just the side of the times. He was accredited as Brevista. Whereas, whereas, like ten years ago, he'd have been bloke in coffee shop. Oh, barista, which I thought was... barista, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, no, not a brevista, or a, ba sure a barista. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I thought you know, because to me, one of my favourite episodes of, of kind of the the reboots was um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, the one with all the little black cubes. Um, power of three. The power, yeah, I adored that episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, and but again, that was that was one that was kind of based around YouTube and Twitter and you know that kind of thing. So, mm. but no, I thought it was very solid, and I'm very excited to see where they go with it. Because um, it was because um, obviously the thing is as well is I was you know looking through this article, I I remembered thinking this at the time, but the 23rd of November is when they're airing the um, 50th anniversary special. Yeah. And she was born on the twenty third of November, so yeah, she was. you know this. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe here's just an idea: the fiftieth anniversary special is an episode of One Born Every Minute, <laughs> <laughs> with 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 Clara Oswald being born, yeah, and uh, tie it back into the Here Comes the Midwife thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there'll just be loads of people from Leeds gathered round, covered in tattoos. Saying we only slept together once. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah. If if they do do that, I would be the, so impressed. So twenty third of November was the, yeah. very, the very first Doctor Who as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at least they're doing it, you know, on a definite day. Mm. Um, but you know, the, one of the one of the things for me about this weekend is, in terms of the world's most exciting weekend for television. Not only has Doctor Who started, but I'm going to mention two series which you know nothing about, <laughs> which is the finale of Walking Dead and the new series of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, you should tell tell me about them because, because as you say, I know I know nothing about those two series. Um, so, uh, 
Game of Thrones is based on some of the uh, greatest fantasy books of all time, but you won't like it because they poo in buckets. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is um, no, for I like, anybody I like listening, my mod cons. Yeah, it's Rob Shaw's Rob Shaw's um, you know kind of cut off point in in literature is if anybody poos in a bucket, he's out. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Like Skype calls and gravity. Um, but um, no, and then The Walking Dead, which in my opinion is kind of the sleeper hit of of ever. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I'm, it's again, it's it's one of those things where um, it's, it's kind of the zombie show for people who don't, don't like zombies and the best zombie show ever for people who love zombies. Um, but um yeah it's the it's the conclusion of the third season and um I can't see that if people don't you know you don't you don't watch it are you ever going to watch it I can talk about spoilers can't I Yeah you can spoil it I don't mind. Yeah. yeah. So um you know essentially with with um with the walking dead it's the it's the battle of uh, Woodbury and Rick and the prisoner heading to Woodbury to try and kill the governor. I'm aware that to Rob Shaw, I'm talking in tongues right now. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's you know it's been an amazing series, and I actually think you'd like it, Rob. I genuinely do. It's uh, it's it's a zombie series based on the survivors rather than rather than the zombies. Well, um, I like zombies. Who doesn't? <laughs> I started. Have you seen any of the BBC Three series in the flesh? Yes. Um, yeah, I've seen yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah. I saw. I saw the very beginning, and I thought it looked promising. So I was going mm. to try and catch up on that. So, the, well, it's. I think the best British um, kind of zombie show was Dead Set. I love Dead Set. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just because I love Charlie Brooker. Um, but if 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 there's anybody listening from around the world and you haven't heard of Dead Set, just type it in um, because it's um, a zombie. It's a five-part zombie series based around uh, the Big Brother house. So it's on um, iTunes, so you can pick this up pretty cheap now. Yeah, it's also on Netflix. So oh, cool. if anybody subscribes to Netflix, it's on there. I'm not sure about the about the availability of Channel Four shows on American Netflix, but. I could imagine that they'd be up there. Mm. Um, be good but to yeah. find out. But uh, it's it's definitely on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So it's um it's a you know it's been a great well it's it's impendingly so a great weekend of television. Um, but also I watched um the village, which um is kind of the BBC's really depressing answer to Downton Abbey, um, with abusive alcoholic parents and. Uh, <laughs> And war, so it's it's, 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 it's like somebody exciting. said, "Oh, we should write we should write something to kind of combat um, Downton Abbey." It's what like, like upstairs, it's downstairs? Like, downstairs. It's like Michael Haneke's version of Downton, <laughs> yeah. Downton Abbey. Yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of a uh, yeah. It's like if David, if uh, if it, it, it visually it looks a bit like Twin Peaks. It's kind of really stark. Um, and all the all the colours taken out, so it's very it's really nice. Like I really I really enjoyed it, but um, it was really depressing. Um, and um, yeah, and then um, yeah, that was a, it was a good show. I I, it wasn't as happy as Downton Abbey. Although saying that, I talk about how happy Downton Abbey is. 
the last kind of six episodes of Downton Abbey I watched, I was so depressed by the end of them. I just thought, I'd, <laughs> thought I'd go and watch Antichrist to cheer myself up. Um, <laughs> I, I recommend The Mist. Just horrible. Anyway, <laughs> what's that? I recommend The Mist if you're looking to cheer yourself up. But no, it's been, it has been a really good weekend for television. Um, and then also, you know, this month um, is going to be a really good month for films. Um, or at least I hope so. Because um, there's Oblivion coming out, which I really want to see. Um, and Iron Man 3. Um, so, so hopefully they'll, they'll live up to my, to my expectations. Because um, I'm with you, actually. I quite like Tom Cruise as a leading guy. Yes, I do too. I think he's underrated. Um, well, I don't think he's underrated. I just think he's hated on a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's, pro- that's probably the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And it's weird because, you know, one of my favourite films is um, Michael Mann's Collateral. Mm. And I, I think he is... I can't take my eyes off him in that film. No, he's, he's superb. In his fact, performance is amazing. In fact, I know people who hate Michael Mann films but who make an exception for that. Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's an incredible film. I love that film. Um, who hates Michael Mann films? Yeah, you'll have to ask Stuart all about that. <laughs> oh, God. See, I always thought me and Stuart would have exactly the same taste in films, and we differ on so much. <laughs> um, Hate's an incredible film. Mm. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I could talk about that all day. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I think... Um, are we going to make it a regular thing of doing a Doctor Who... Um, catch up. I think we. I think it's going to get mentioned, isn't it? I think. I yeah. Think if you if you ask if you're asking, are we going to talk once a week and not mention this week's Doctor Who? Then I think that's that's pretty. That's going to be pretty tough going. Well, we'll 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 save the last ten minutes of the show for a a summary. But yeah, so um, this week's episode, well, uh, well, this week's episode obviously is this, uh, but next week's episode, I'm, I'm so good at this, I should be a radio host. Um, <laughs> next week's episode is going to be uh, me talking about me, because uh, I've managed to um, get Luke um, to uh, agree a time and a place to record um, a podcast on the comic book that we're writing. Excellent. No, um, I've been looking forward to that for some time. Yeah, well, it's um, you know for for those people listening, it's it's not just the comic book. It's you know we're um, we're not really going to talk about the plot of it. It's more about the process that we went through. And it um, it could be really interesting. So I say could because it all depends on whether you want to listen to me and Luke talk for fifty minutes. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I really want to hear about it. It's something you know I've been I've been pestering you for a while about. Like, tell me more. Tell me more about this uh, about what you've been doing. And I and I saw the beginnings, I guess, of of it. Um, yeah. Uh, some some time ago, and uh, really looking forward to being. What I'm really looking forward to is to be able to give you some money for this comic. <laughs> well, that's good. I hope more people want to do that. Yeah. Um, we, encourage, <laughs> we encourage everybody to do the same. Yeah. No, it's um. You know, it's it's a bit of a labour of love, and it's taken it's taken a while. But um, you know, we're getting there. And there's some really exciting stuff, and um, you know, what I'm what, what I'm looking into at the minute is putting together um a a sketchbook um of kind of all our work that we've put together. Um, essentially, um, you know, the backstory of it. I'll, I'll just introduce it. I won't go into it too much. But it was um a project that me and um my good friend Luke developed on our MA. 
And um, so we have these quite extensive sketchbooks that go through kind of the process that we went through and everything. And we're going to make available um, a sketchbook on um, on I iBooks or uh, on iBooks uh, that I'm going to build using iBooks author that's just going to be the background of it and the kind of development process that we've gone through so hopefully that should be quite interesting um there's there's some bits and pieces that I don't think have been used in comic books before so hopefully um that should be quite interesting and uh, we've got some other stuff coming up soon i hope as well with um... yes uh, yeah we're talking to the guys from big chief trying to organize a time um, who actually, you know, it's, uh, it, this is just going to become a Doctor Who podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's just going to become, people would type in Doctor Who podcast and it will just come up. Um, but no, it's, um, yeah, the, the guys who we discussed um, last time that, that um, are making these special edition figures for the anniversary. Um, we're, I'm currently talking with to, to get to get in there for the uh, for a studio tour, which will be amazing. And of course, the big question is when are they making a Clara figure? Yeah, and how big is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. She's not that. She's not that tall, so it could it could be full size. Mm, I think Sarah might object to a life size Clara Oswald. <laughs> Just yeah, she could help around there. the house. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yes, if there was ever an argument for cloning, she's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, well, that that rounds it up. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I I hate it. I get so. It, I always have this thing where, you know, I always think uh, they'll never replace somebody, and then the next one comes along. <laughs> Just forget about it. And it's back to the iPhone, isn't it? Back to the thing of you, you love you loved your iPhone yeah. 4 so much. It seemed perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's it exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, the Apple pr- principle of assistant casting. That's mm. what that is. <laughs> right. Well. Um, okay. Yes. Well, I shall I shall speak to you in a little bit. Okay, thanks. For and that, thanks Sarah. everybody for listening. Okay, thanks for that. Thanks. All right. uh, thanks also to Agents of Evolution for uh, doing some post production and some music on this podcast. Yes. Um, and we'll try. We'll, we had a we had a bit of a break last week with um, doing very but we'll try and get back onto a weekly schedule um, now. And, um, so well, there, there might be two this week to make up for it. So um, that's what I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.